clean sheet against Arsenal, clean sheet against Watford. How do you now build upon those clean sheets and turn them into three points moving forward? Yeah, that's exactly the challenge. You know, we, we had to get back to basics um, when we had a, a period of injuries and COVID, which we did do against um, Arsenal. Um, slightly more open against Watford, trying to win the game, quite obviously, but still a, a clean sheet and looked solid. Um, and it's developing from that, from, from doing the basics very well and bringing that, that, that little bit of freedom. Now that sometimes comes with results, of course, you know, and you've, but you've got to work hard to get the result in the first place. So, you know, trying to uh, build on the basics, build on the basic principles of what we do, stay believing in the fact that we will score goals. You know, we haven't done as freely as we'd hoped, quite obviously. Um, and that's the next challenge, to build on a strong base, but add in the quality needed to score goals. Up next, Manchester United. Um, probably would have been... Uh, a challenging game, whatever results you'd had leading into it. From your analysis, what have you learned about Ralph's side, how they play and how they set up? And from the outside, it just feels like they're lacking confidence and, and a unity at the moment. Well, you, you, you hope that if they are, that comes into play, but uh, you can't guarantee it. They've still got some very, very uh, big players and very um, uh, well-recognised players with real quality. Um, there's a bit of noise for many different reasons around Manchester United at the minute and the, the, the club and what's going on there. But at the end of the day, you know, the whistle blows and you've got to take on the reality in front of you. And that's a group of very good players. Um, I thought we performed really well at their place, actually. And uh, late on, we created two or three really big chances, you know. Um, and I think statistically, it was one of our stronger performances there, particularly with chances created and quality of uh, chances created. But we didn't get the win, so we've got to build on that mentality. And build on the base that I've just mentioned and then go into the game with a real positive attitude to take Manchester United on. The fact that you have played them so recently, does that make it easier in terms of your preparation? Because, you know, if you play someone six months apart, it can be a completely different team dynamic, formation, set of players. But the fact that there's that recent match with them, does that help you? And you can look at it either way because on the other hand, they've had a bit more time to work with the manager. The manager's trying to get his thoughts across and his staff uh, thoughts as well, I'm sure. Um, bits of indifferent periods, but they're still, like I say, it's still, you know, whatever way you look at it, they've still got real quality. Um, they did show their moments. They did find a couple of big moments against us in the game at their place. Um, but I think I think we, we can build on that mentality from that performance and, and the last couple. Um, but no, you, you've got to be ready. It's still Manchester United. They've still got some very good players, some very good individuals. I know they've got a couple missing because of COVID um, coming back from the, the Nations Cup. But, you know, I mean, they've still got good players. So, it's one of them that I don't, I don't, think, um, I don't think you can overthink the, the challenge around them at the minute because you've still got to be aware that they've still got some very good players. Equally, try and bring our game to the fore and, and at home at Turf with our fan base there and kind of make it feel different for them, make it feel awkward for them. Um, I think that's our job and that's what we intend to do. What's the team news in terms of the Burnley side of things? How are you looking with regards to players and, and covid yeah, we're okay with that at the moment. Um, we, we're, we're still waiting. Uh, Johan Goodmanson's making a good recovery from uh, appendicitis, but he's still going to be, obviously, you know, probably a few weeks. Uh, Vid's the same, coming back from his hernia that needed doing. Um, Barnes is coming back. He might get around the group. Um, still needs more game time, but he's been training us with, us, uh, with us sorry, for three or four weeks now. So he's, he's up to kind of general speed. Uh, Maxwell will get fitter and sharper. That will get more used to what we do. So, that, you know, there's some strong... Style. Charlie Taylor. Charlie Taylor's probably probably still going to miss this one. Um, he's getting closer, but I think he'll miss this one. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, there's some coming back, some frustrating, obviously, that we can't quite get them back at this moment. Um, but we've got, just got to keep working. And finally, from me, Sean, you've been in football for a long time. You've 
you faced many, many challenges. This current challenge you've got at the moment, trying to keep Burnley in the Premier League, the window's now closed, that can't affect anything. What can you do personally? What experiences can you draw on from your own footballing career, both as a manager and a player, to try and pull the club away from where they are at the moment in the league? Well, we often remind the players of the, the good values they've got, the ability they've got, the, the way that we work. We also remind them of the experiences we've had. Um, it doesn't guarantee the future, but we have been down this road before. We're actually one point better off at this stage than we were a couple of seasons ago. So, you know, it's a clear sign that we can turn things around and we have done in the past. Some of the stats and facts of the second half of our seasons, which have generally been strong, certainly physically strong. Slightly more challenging with a different game schedule, but we've done that before through the, the back of COVID. Um, and the mentality, you know, to keep working and keep sort of almost forcing ourselves to go and win games. That's what we've done in the past. And it needs all noses pointing in the right direction. I still think we are pointing in the right direction. We've got to add detail, you know, and the, and the players know that. So there's a balanced view to what we're trying to achieve. Uh, they know it's a challenge. We know that. Um, we have been down this road before, but we've got to work hard to change things around. So the basics will always be about the hard work ethic, the belief and the desire to go and, to go and make things happen rather than wait for them to happen. Thanks, Sean. All the best. Thank you. <coughs> hello, hello. Nice to see you. Hello, James. I haven't seen you for a while, kid. How are you? All right? Yeah, good, thanks. Same old, same old? Mm, kind of. <laughs> how, how big a word is belief? You've used it a couple of times when there is this kind of noise going on and you know that people are saying that this is the time it all changes at Burnley and, and you don't get out of it. Yeah, but I mean, we've had that three or four times during my time here, you know, when the, the same, the same story has been going around. Um, and we're proved different, obviously. So, let's say, there's, there's a balance to all these situations. Um, I think there is belief in what we do, and I think we're showing that in performances. We know, we know the details have been... The biggest difference in this season has purely been the details. You know, getting on the right side of big moments, scoring and taking chances, um, conceding a couple of sloppy goals, not, not loads, but a couple of sloppy ones that have been, you know, really affected the outcome of a game. Um, so I think, I think there is a balance to what's happened this season, but of course we've got to correct that. You know, we're the only ones, myself, the manager, as manager, the staff and the players, we're the only ones that can correct it and, and change our fortunes going forward. And how much of an advantage is it looking around that dressing room and knowing that you've got players you can count on who, who've done exactly what you've talked about, not only this season, but, but seasons previous? Yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't over-egg it with them. They're aware of the situation, but we do remind them of the fact that, you know, we, we've come through periods when we've worked very hard, we've been calm, we've stuck to what we believe in um, and delivered what we believe in. And I still think that's important because when we do that, I still think we're, a, we're a, a certainly a, a side that can compete in the Premier League. Um, so we've got to keep doing that with that mentality and add in the moments of quality. And that's what we're looking to do. You mentioned the word awkward <laughs> and being more awkward at, at Turf Moor. Is that one of the kind of mission statements going ahead with these 19 games, these nine home games, nine away games to make uh, Turf Moor that sort of place that people don't want to come? Because, you, you know, you, you'd admit yourself you haven't got the points that you would expect to get at home yet. No, I don't think it's that. I don't think there's any kind of mission statement. I think it's just, you know, the facts are that when we, particularly when we play the, the, the bigger teams, if you like, the more, you know, the sort of superpower clubs is, when we make the game feel different, when we make it awkward for them and by, by playing our own way and mixing the play and asking different kinds of questions, then, then we've found that we can win these games and we can find results. Um, and I think that's an important factor. But still kind of that allowance of that trust, if you like, to go and play. You know, framework and freedom, as I call it. You need a framework to work from. We have one. We believe in it. But then you've got to have that freedom to go and play. And I, th I think we've got to find that balance. Is it also about finding the spirit of playing at Old Trafford rather than Turf Moor? Because some of your Old Trafford performances <coughs> against Manchester United have been far better than they have 
on home ground, haven't they? I mean, you've been brilliant at Old Trafford. Yeah, but we've got to... I think there's a balance to, to all these situations. You know, we, we didn't go there specifically to, to play only well at Old Trafford compared to home, obviously. Um, we want to we want to reinforce the the mentality at home. We want our supporters to play their part in it, which they invariably do, and continue to make you know uh, turf more feel awkward in itself. And I think these are all the challenges of what we're looking to do. But it starts with it always or well, it continues the hard work. It always you know hard work's a massive thing for us. We have to commit to that work, um, but equally find the quality as well. It's not just you know you can you can work smart, not just hard. And I think we're we're trying to find that balance. Just a final point from me. I mean, other people might panic in your situation and other teams will panic in your situation, but I've never thought that that's something that you do as, as a group or as a manager. Well, I've just never thought it was that helpful. You know, I, I believe in process. I believe in organisation. I believe in habits. I believe in what we do. I believe in the automaticity of what we do. You know, there's, there's many good things that we're still doing. They haven't gone away. So it's not... And it's just not a word that I think is helpful. That's all. I think planning, I think process, I think... You know, reminding, I think, analysis, they're the things that are helpful. So that's what I focus on, and that's what I want my staff and my players to focus on. Brilliant. Good luck. Thanks Thank you. very much. See you later. Cheers. <clears throat> Thanks, James. Tanjul. Afternoon. Beardy, what's happening? <clears throat> Not so bad, thank you. It's a good um, forehead, that today, kid. It's the same forehead as it's always been, but thank you. It just looks extra large today. Do you remember the TFL adverts? Yes. Yeah, it looks a bit TFL-like. I think we've had this conversation before, strangely enough. Deja vu. Who said that again? All over again. Exactly. <clears throat> um, you talk about making it awkward at Turf Moor and, and you know, giving these superpower teams a difficult time when they, when they come to town. What's the atmosphere feel like at the moment in home games? Is it, is it discernibly different? Is it understandable, perhaps, that fans might feel differently? No, I think there's I think there's a little bit of edgy nervousness and you know they're, they're, the fans are believing they're standing by the players but they, you know let's face it we, you know we're not stupid you know they want goals they want wins they want to you know continue the, the the strong record we had down the years at, at Turf Moor and and help bring that back and I think the fans have been terrific you know we can't we can't rely on the fans every week we've got to deliver a performance that can give them that feeling that good feeling I think we're trying to don't get me wrong um, and then the biggest thing of all let's face it you win games you win games and, and fans feel great and they support what you're doing and they support it even more than they normally would do but I'm certainly not going to question our fans in any way shape or form they've been terrific for a long long time here and they continue to be it's one of those perennial football discussions isn't it whether it's the, the players jobs to energize the fans or, or vice versa do sometimes supporters just need that little moment of stimulus it, it can sometimes be like a tackle or something can't it yeah, I think sometimes it's a two-way thing. It usually is. You know, there's a there's a mutual respect between the players and the fans, which there is here. There's been a clear alignment between the players and the fans here for a long, long time. Um, but yeah, it's, it is that scenario. You know, sometimes it's the team that start the crowd off. Sometimes it's the crowd that start the team off. And it can be something as simple as you suggest. It can be a tackle, a header, a clearance, a finish, a great ball. You know, lots of things can just like change the feel of a stadium. Um, but usually the positivity of, of a performance, the energy of a performance, um, the will and desire has to be seen. And when, when fans see that, particularly our own fans, they remember that the only thing I ever promised here was sweat on the shirt. So that was the basis we still work from. We want our fans to know we're giving everything to try and win games. We've talked a lot this season, and indeed in previous seasons, because it's always important, I think, about creativity. What's more important, the, the, the kind of quantity of chances that you can create or the quality of the ones that you do create? No, usually it's quality. 
usually it's quality. I mean, you know, you see some of them stats. We've had it ourselves, as you well know. We play teams, and they, you know, the the maybe the reporter or the opposite manager sometimes say, "Oh, we had twenty seven efforts a goal." And when you actually look at them, you go, "Nah, you didn't really have twenty seven efforts a goal." You know, we're we're all, or certainly myself, I always look at analysis for the quality of chance. You know, because the better quality of chance usually brings the better chance of scoring a goal. So yeah, I normally look at the, the quality of chance that we're trying to create or we are creating. Sometimes does that feel a bit counterintuitive? Because to create a, a good quality of chance, work and opening, you might have to be more patient when it, it might feel impulsively like you need to get the ball in there quickly or you need to do something straight away. It can do, but quality of chances come in many different ways. I mean, on Saturday, you know, I thought considering the condition, uh, conditions, sorry, both teams attempting to play, and yet we played a, a long ball into um, Vout. He headed it round the corner. Maxwell runs through and nearly scores a goal. You know, so that that can be a quality chance just from a very very simple moment of play. Sometimes it has to be more intricate, particularly if the team's camped in and you're round the opposition's box. You know, you're finding you're finding different ways of creating chance. Sometimes it can be a set piece. Sometimes just literally. Putting, putting a ball into the box that many times that it sort of creates a melee of a chance. So there's, there's many different ways and we want to affect games in as many ways as possible. You know, there's not many teams, a handful, who can create chances literally in similar fashion all the time. The most obvious one being Man City. You know, they stick with their game plan no matter what, passing through the zones, passing into the box and around the box. They still rely on crosses now and again. They still rely on set pieces. But generally, they find ways of operating in the opposition's box with the true quality they've got. Most of the teams still have to find a way of scoring a goal, and they're not always pure. Sometimes they're just moments in a game when you find a real high-quality chance out of almost nothing. I think you've conceded fewer goals in the Premier League than anybody outside of the top 10. So defensively, you're clearly doing something right. Is that a bit of a mixed feelings thing? Does that make it all the more frustrating when you don't convert the chances that you create because you are so close to winning games 1-0? Well, we've always felt we needed a base to work from and that being a defensive base and a solid base. Finding the balance of that opening up enough to open the opposition up and then still staying tight enough, as you said, to have a good record because that is important over a season, your defensive record. And, you know, that's always the conundrum. It's always the, the, the hardest thing to find. You know, letting go enough for the team to go and... Um, develop a, an attacking style that can be well chance creating and taking chances of course but then keeping it tight enough where you can keep that solid unit and that, that you know that's always the balance that's required um, and it's a tough balance when you're us you know and other teams not just us you know a lot of managers out there haven't got some of the attacking prowess of other teams in the division so it's about how fine you can keep that balance but how positive you can keep that balance to go and win games and for understandable reasons, there's been lots of talk in these chats throughout the season about Corne and, and now about Veghurst. How do you keep the pressure off them? How do you stop that weight of expectation becoming something that, you know, they'll feel responsible for, if you will? Well, I would hope they don't. There's certainly no pressure from me, only to play as part of the team and to deliver as part of the team. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, any other um, pressures, if you like, if you want to use that word, would be from outside. But no, no, no. We've, we've brought Vout in for the bigger picture of what he can do, not just score a goal. Can he bring others in? Can he add to the quality level of the performance? Um, we know with Maxwell, he can, he can work off the left. He can work in the, the number 10 spot and deliver. No, we want, these, we want these players to come in with the freedom to go and play. They have to adhere to what the team needs as well. But as long as they do that, then they've got the freedom to go and play. And there's certainly no, no other thought than me than enjoying their football and playing with that freedom or certainly trying to find that freedom. Because when you like that, usually you play your best stuff. And Manchester United's one of those, I think, Sean, where outside of your dressing room and outside of your supporters, there's no great deal of expectation that you'll get something. You've beaten teams like Man United over the years. Liverpool did it last season, of course. 
those unexpected ones, those ones that are against expectation, can they prove to be a really good catalyst if you can do it and, and perhaps defy those expectations? They can. You have to earn the right. You've got to work very hard against, well, all sides in the Premier League, you know, but you've got to work very hard against the top sides. We've got, you know, two, if you include Tottenham as well, coming up as well, you know, three in the next number of games, you know, the top sort of end of the market. You know, we, we've done what we do well against these sides and that's what's got us them results. And we're going to have to do that again. We're going to have to defend well. We're going to have to play hard. We're going to have to work very hard. Um, we're going to have to find the moments and that's, that's been tricky this season. Um, but that's our job. That's our responsibility. And, and now and again, you need maybe a soft performance from the opposition, maybe a, a good performance from a referee. You know, these things can help get what you want. So we, we need some of them things. But the, the only or the main controllable thing is ourselves. Of course, that's the first thing we look to control and hope that the rest of it falls into place accordingly. And with these next couple of games that you mentioned, pragmatically speaking, is anything you get from them a bit of a bonus? No, I think that's an outside view. You know, people say, well, you've got no chance in certain games. But of course, we don't feel like that, quite obviously. You know, our mentality is to take on every game to win it. Um, and we've done that very well at times in the past. And as you suggested, when we stopped Liverpool on their run, it was a very good performance. People sometimes forget that. It wasn't just that um, maybe they had a quieter one, but we played very well that day. We were, you know, very organised, very resolute, but also found some real good pockets of football. So, you know, it, it can be done. It is more tricky, of course, and the outside world views it differently. But from inside our camp, we're clear-minded on trying to win the game. Best of luck. Thank you very much. Thanks, BD. Thanks, Dan. Carl, PA. Hi, Sean. Hiya. Hi, just a quick one from me. Um, does it does it bother you that at this stage of the season that people are already writing you off? Is that somewhat disrespectful to, to what you've done previously? No. Well, I think one of the seasons, I think we, we lost the first game and they said they're in the relegation fight after one game. So... Trust me, it's not new news. It's, it's um, we don't want to be part of that news. I can assure you that we were, you know, we think bigger things than where we are currently about our team and what we're working with. Um, but no, no, we're not. We're not too worried about the noise. I'm certainly not worried about the noise around it. I'm more interested in how my team's performing and how we're looking to win games. And it, I mean, you look at the table. It's literally just one win away from you know moving out the bottom three. It's as simple as that. Just one win gets you gets you going and gets you some momentum. No, but it certainly helps. You know, it's another start point. If we, I mean, look, these are tough games. We know that. A big ask and all the rest of the things that people say about these games. But, you know, if we can take Man United on and get a result, then it suddenly looks different because you've just had two clean sheets. If you can add a performance tomorrow and get a result against Manchester United, it just continues to build the mentality. Um, but like I say, you know, it's, it's not a guarantee, but you do want to win games and that does help, of course. It helps with the stimulus for the whole group. Thank you, Sean. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Carl. Alex Howell, BBC Sport. Hi, Sean. Just a uh, one question. Um, Roy Hodgson said earlier he doesn't look at the table, and I know you're very game by game, but is there a point when you start looking at the table and that gets important for you? No, it's not that you don't literally look at the table. People, You don't need to, by the way. Everyone send your messages, making you aware where you are. Trust me, it's the weird, weirdest thing about football. Bad news always sells better than good news. So, so even your friends, they'll send you, oh, look at where you are on the table. Thanks very much for that, as if I've forgotten. Um, but no, there's, you know, Roy's, Roy's like myself in the sense he's been in the game long enough. I have nowadays where the end of the season when it counts, that's, that's the real table. That's the biggest table that you want to be part of and know where you're at. Um, the bit along the way is the journey. So I certainly don't stare at it. I know where we're at. I know our stats and our facts. I know where we need to be. Um, and we're not where we want to be at the moment. So we've got to correct that. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Alex. Alex James. Tell me water.
Have you seen if they've got any in the hat? Thanks. Hi, so. Hiya. Are you alright? Yeah, do you need to. Do you need. No, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm just. I, I forgot. I normally bring a bottle of water. They'll go and get me a bottle of water. Sorry. This throat no needs worries. oiling. No needs oiling. Needs oiling. Taken care of. Um, we, you, you mentioned that season, 2018-19, uh, I think it was, when, when you had 12 points at, at this point of the campaign. And I guess it's an easy comparison to, to draw as well. Do you sort of see enough in what you've got there in the players, and most of them were there for that season as well, that you've got that sort of drive, character, the attributes to, to repeat what you did that, that year? And I think you finished 15th in the end that season. Yeah, absolutely. Simple as that. <laughs> I think, no, no, I th- no, I mean it sincerely. I think we've got a good group here. You know, it's been a head scratcher for me. You know, because I think we've we've performed better than what the points on the table are, but we haven't got the points, so that's just a fact. So therefore, we've got to correct that. But no, I, I believe in this group absolutely. Is it, is it perhaps the most frustrating sort of part of, of management when you look at a team and you think, oh, yeah, we played pretty well there, but somehow we've taken either no points or two points from seven games or whatever it might be that. You think oh, that's that's really frustrating. We're doing everything we possibly can. We're we're playing well. We're doing you know performing well enough to earn more points, but it's just not translating quite into into victories on the pitch. Well, we're nearly doing everything we can because we're not scoring enough goals. So we're nearly doing everything we can. What I'm suggesting is there has to be a base level of performance that allows you a belief in what you do to to do all the things that you need to do. And I think our base level has been good enough to allow ourselves the chance to get more points on the table. But we haven't taken the big moments and we haven't always found the, the right defensive moment, decision, et cetera, et cetera. So don't get me wrong, these things have got to change. You know, you, your madness if you just think you're going to carry on doing what you're doing, it's all going to change. Um, so therefore, we've, we've got to change, we've got to adapt. But what I'm saying is that the base of what we do is not a million miles away from where we need to be. It's the, the real moments of details and that's been what's costing us all season and we've still got to work hard to get on the right side of them. Yeah, you mentioned sort of something has to change, I guess, as you said there. Do you sort of feel a need to, to tweak, you said, after the game on, on Saturday about different combinations? We've seen Dale Stevens come in, we've seen Connor Roberts come in. I think in that 2018-19 season, you brought Dwight in at, at this point, you restored Tom Heaton as well. Do you feel like you have to try and do something in terms of personnel or shape just to provide provide some sort of catalyst, I guess? Well, I feel like we are actively looking at the group and actively looking to see how we can change things, mould it slightly differently, give it a, a different edge, a different feel. Of course, that's the whole point of having a squad, um, you know, and that's what we're looking to do. But finding the combination and the players finding the combination as well on the football pitch, that's the next step. You know, we can all pick a team, put it on paper, we can work with it in training, but finding them real connections in a performance, you know, that can sometimes work very quickly and it clicks or it takes a little bit of repetitive work, you know, on the training pitch and in games. Um, we're looking for that to happen quickly, quite obviously, whatever change we make. But equal, I have a belief in all the squad. So if I don't change it, it's sometimes because I believe in all of them. It's not necessarily just one team or the other, it's all the players. A lot's made, and it's, I think we've touched on this before, but it's very easy for, for us or supporters to say, oh, <laughs> let's go three at the back or let's play 3-4-3 three, three, or whatever it might be. But it, I guess and it's not quite as straightforward as that, given the work that's required on the training ground to to go and produce in the Premier League a formation that you're not sort of used to playing with? It's not really about that. It's about everyone has a view. I've heard many in my time in football. I have my view. I'm the manager. I'll do what I think is correct to win games and I'll stand by that willingly. Well, on the creativity and the, perhaps the goal scoring as well, in, in Wilson and Max, who played together for the first time, obviously on Saturday, do you sort of see a pair in there that, that can complement each other and, and bring those, those quality of chances perhaps more frequently than, than we've seen so far this season? Uh, well, I'm still not overthinking it. With we've still got Jay Rodriguez, who's hungry. 
um, to play. We've got Vids obviously injured, but coming back, we've got Barnsley coming back. Look, we want the combination of, of whoever plays there. Um, Maxwell gives us, he can play through the wide as well, don't forget. You know, he gives us that little edge at times, you know. And he came back a little bit rusty the other day, but he'll get sharper again. Because he hasn't played a lot of football. You've got to remember, he went away. He was injured before he went away. He went away, hasn't played a lot of football there. Um, hasn't trained the, the same intensity and level that we do here. Um, you know, judging by the stats, that is. So, so that will take him a bit of time. But he, he, we know he's a good player. He can give us that flexibility. But there's other players, I believe, in, you know, for different, different reasons, different performers um, for different reasons, tactically, the understanding of a performance and how they deliver. Last one from me. We, we've spoken about sort of Bernie staying calm and yourself preaching that, that message of, of good habits and, and reaffirming what you've done in, in the past. Do you feel under any more pressure, I guess, for want of a better word, given the, the league position now? Or is it just every day is the same in that sense but for yourself? Well, I've certainly not been preaching. I just remind you, you ask me, because I just remind you of the things we do. Um, I think they're important. I don't feel anything other than the fact that the pressure I put on myself to win games, the pressure I want my staff to be under, the pressure of the players. There is a, there's a different kind of internal pressure. You know, we have our own kind of pressure that we want to advance into, you know, we want to build on. Players need that as well. We have our own internal thoughts on what we do, but it's just a different kind of pressure than outside. It's a positive pressure for what we're looking at, you know, the challenge right in front of us. So, that's, that's the world that I live in. I'm used to it. Um, it's, it's a massive part of my life.